Hello and welcome back to Dune Dudes. We're on episode two of our discussion on uh, Children of Dune. It's probably a confusing way to put it because I think the way that you post this... Oh, my microphone fell over. I think the way that you post this is just at, like as one long continuation. So this is really like episode, you know, like nineteen or something. Or correct. But it, but it, in my mind, which is the mind that matters, because I'm I'm hosting this bit. Uh, this is this is episode two of Children of Dune Dudes. Okay, that's what right. I'm. All right, so should we change the podcast uh, title for every uh, book we read? No, no, okay, no. We don't need to. We don't need to make it more confusing. It's just, just a bit. We're just doing a bit here. Okay, well, you know, speaking of bits, do you want to jump into the theme song? I mean, yeah. Can you do it on your own, or can you <laughs> not do it all on your own? <laughs> do you want to sing it with me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Three, two, one. Let's go. I can do I this can, all. I can't do my this all own. on my yeah, own. I know. No, I I the Quasats had a rack. Quasats had a rack. That was yeah. good. That was really good. I, those those I'm harmonies. Not, I'm not so sure, but it's it's fun. It I like fun. it. Those those harmonies are perfection. Yeah, yeah. It's a good job. I mean, that's we always nail the uh, our, our our vocal harmonies. Yes, pitch perfect. Check out Galactic Static. Yes, pitch perfect. Our band. Pitch perfect vocals across the board. Um, mm-hmm. all very professional sounding and, uh, we should studio quality. Maybe like our, our next album should be like a Dune concept record <laughs> and we should just completely abandon all our, our vague, but established plans. I'd be okay with that. Actually. I think, I think that would be the one thing that I could, um, <laughs> The one thing I would agree we, we to diverting do, to. We could do like a Dune rock opera. I I would do that. Hmm. Something to think about. Maybe maybe we can eventually expand into that. So, you know, the as as the network is to Green Day, Dune Dudes can be to Galactic Static. Okay, so the band would just be called Dune Dudes as as, as that's, well. That's that's what I'm imagining. Okay, you know, I think that's good for branding purposes. It is. It's true. It's a it's it's a podcast and a band. Right. I mean, how many podcast bands are out there? Not that many. Yeah. Probably only a handful. What I what I can say, if and when we do, possibly do it it will definitely be the number one podcast band (laughs) what is it for made made by dudes 
four dudes about Dune. <laughs> Something like that. The number the number one podcast band about Dune for dudes of all kinds. Yeah. I think yeah. I think yeah, I think we actually have a clear shot at that uh that title. I swear if Gamjabar swoops in and starts like releasing music now. No, they I mean then we'll are, know. Then we'll know that they are stealing from us. Yes, we will. They are yesterday's news. I don't even know if they're still doing a podcast. Yeah. Those <laughs> fools. I mean, I don't think anyone is listening to them. I think uh No. No. I we 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 by far have the uh the majority share of listeners. Yes. On the Dune market t- today. Yeah, we have the the worms share. We do, yes, yes. The, the great makers, old, the, the great share. old men of the deserts. Yes, share. Yes. And uh, so. I'm I'm happy to report that uh, you know we are doing very well uh, in the podcast world uh, as far as Dune dudes goes. We um, yeah. actually, you know, it's just the stats come in. And I'm constantly I know. gobsmacked. Yeah. By In how fact, well I we're think, doing. I think the last time you spoke to me about it um, off the pod, you you used the word flabbergasted. Yes, that one day I was quite flabbergasted. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, is I've known you for a long time. Yes. And if I ever hear you flabbergasted, I know it's a big deal. Like, you don't gassed flabber lightly. <laughs> I do not. No, I. You do not. Uh, my entire life, only maybe a handful of times have I gassed flabber. <laughs> to be to be totally flabbergasted is another thing entirely, and it. And I, I was right there. I was standing on that precipice. Wow, that's wild. Um, speaking of uh, having flabbergasted revelations yes. on a precipice, yes. We got we got to talk about Children of Dune. I know, I know. Our second and, set of and five. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing in between this end of our bant and the beginning of our Dune discussion that needs to stop that or or halt that process in any way. Right? We've done the theme song. We did kind of a, a bit. We did a little back and forth, and now we can start the Dune discussion. Okay, completely so, unimpeded. What else? What I'm gonna say, you know, I'm just echoing my sentiments from from last episode. You know, you did yeah. make clear. You made clear that I am on thin ice. You are. <laughs> you are the boss around these parts. Uh, so I am not going to push my luck any further than I have. While yes, I would love to do the chance with you. Uh, I, I I think it's 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 special. It brings us closer together as as um, as podcast partners. Does um, it? I think it does. I I truly do. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push it. I'm not gonna force you into it uh, because I respect you, and also because I don't mm-hmm. want you to fire me. Right. Which is a is a very. <clears throat> A very real, distinct possibility in your future, because yes, uh, 
you got to uh you 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 need you need to have learned the lesson of the leaven brick. Yes. Connor. Okay, and it's not just that you're disposable, you are replaceable. <laughs> okay? I mean, you you uh there there are countless would-be potters <laughs> lined up just waiting chomping at the bit to be where you are you're at the top of the heap right now you know i made i i made you <laughs> i i made you what you are and i can unmake you you are the fruit I, of my loins i cannot deny that i cannot and you do not want to go rotten on me no i don't want to rot in your loins uh that's not what i intend to do um i think your loins should remain fruitful um thank you and i do know that i am in a position that is highly sought after i Mm -hmm. i i'm lucky to be where i am right now and uh i'm I'm at the the tippy top right now and i only have i only have downwards to go and so that's, that's right. Not a good position to be in. Um, I'm at my peak right now. Whatever happens next yeah. is bad, regardless of that's if, right. if, if you push me off the edge or if I just slowly that's slip right. down. So I'm just trying to maintain the ground for as long as I can. The two of us being on top of that peak together, you know, we've been brothers for so long. It's almost like we're twins sometimes, <laughs> I feel like. It does feel like we're twins. And, yeah, and this is. This is this is our twin peak. <laughs> so, oh my god. Okay. Wow. That's uh, you know, I could not agree more. I think we Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. You you ready? I feel like that definitely took longer than the chant. So, I'm I don't know. I don't have anything else to say other than an acknowledgement that 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 that, that happened. Okay. So, um, where we last left off, I also want to say that I did. Oh boy. Okay. I, well, no, no, this is nothing regarding the chant or okay the banter. Um, just wanted to say that I read this like over a week ago now, so uh, you're going to be catching up my memory. Pretty much the entire sure. Day. Happy to do it. Just w- happy with, to do with it. that out in the open. Go forth and uh, and and prosper. All right. Um. So where where we last left off, Jessica lands on Arrakis. She meets up with Aaliyah. Javid kills a bunch of uh, people or has a bunch of people killed on her behalf. You know, uh, would-be dissenters in the crowd. Yes. And we're kind of left being like, you know, what, what do we make of Jessica's visit? And what is her her reason for returning to Arrakis after 
all this time, all these years. It's been a while. Um, Over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still to to TBD a bit. I mean, like I I think the the short and long of it is kind of there. You know, she she seems to be there to protect. She feels like she's there for the for the sake of her grandchildren, but what she thinks of as protecting them could be very different than what like protecting them is. But we'll 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 get to that. These five chapters we read, it shifts perspectives a lot. We're not really following the same characters. We're jumping around a lot in these five chapters as we're like getting things set up more, I feel. Um, which is interesting. And we start with uh Leto playing the Balaset. Yes, um, it, this is a great scene. Yeah, yeah, right on this like little cliffside off of the Syach Tabir, and Ganima is there too. And um, Leto feels like he is having trouble sharing something with Ganima because like they they really are twins, you know, kind of on a peak. Yes. And, you know, they have already talked about how they're like kind of one, you know, like they're, they're, they're very, they're like so similar as to be two halves. And Leto is struggling with feeling like there's been this, this split for the first time in their lives. Like he feels different from her, that he's experienced something different. Um, do you remember what that is by any chance? What um, I'm alluding to? Yeah, he's uh You are so close. Mm-hmm. You are so close. He's having prophetic dreams. Yes, yes. Which I guess hasn't been happening. I mean, I know they've talked about that. I think, right? Like, they, they've intentionally not had, like, uh, Spice. Yeah, that's... The, the, they've... Whatever. They're, they're, they're not um, dosing Spice like Aaliyah is. Um, but it seems to be, like... Right. Affecting because him. They... Like, I mean, he, he can't really control his his vision in, in his dreams, and so that's concerning. Right. One thing I was thinking is, um, and I, I hadn't thought too much about it, but this chapter made me think of it again, where they're kind of talking about how it, it sounds like Ganima and Leto are, again, deliberately avoiding Spice in order to not have these visions, to not lean into their powers. They're avoiding spoilers. Right. Well... <sighs> Like, the impression that I got, especially from the first Dune book, is, like, if you're on Arrakis long enough, you're just inevitably exposed to Spice no matter what you do. Like, I think just living on Arrakis yeah, spice is will eventually cause you to become addicted to Spice no matter what. I mean, I, I would warrant that they were addicted, that they were born addicted to, to Spice just based on who they 
who who uh, birthed birthed them. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they're addicted to spice, but it, I think it's just a matter of how much they consume. Um, yeah. Because it just seems like Aaliyah is kind of uh, going off the deep end with her, her spice yeah. addiction. Um, We're going to get some spice ODing in this book, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe we got, a preview, we got a preview of it last last book. Right. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, and, and then his his visions are are concerning. If you want to remind me of what they are, <laughs> he he says that he has this vision of himself in like armor, racing across the desert. Yes, to this mysterious pl- unknown. Or oh, an unknown okay. location. Yes, 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 yes. And they, they think uh, they know what it is, right? It's it's kind of like this this rumored mythical place. Yes, Jackaroo Two. Yeah, sounds very. Star That's Wars. how I say it. Yeah. Damn you, Lucas! I don't know when did this book come out. Let me see. Uh, I know the other one. It was sixty-five and sixty-nine. I don't know when this one came I think out. This is seventy-six. Hey, yep. So one year before Star Wars. Wow. Damn you, Lucas. I mean, he he's picked up like he, he he's had to have lifted stuff yeah. from doing. Like, there, there's just obvious things that. I yeah, you know, I just watched the first episode of The Mandalorian too. Did you have I, you watched The Mandalorian at all? No, uh, no, but I did. I heard that there's a Dune like thing that happens in the first new episode. I don't know what what it, that is, but yeah. Well, I won't say it either then, but to confirm, yes, there is. Oh, okay, so, well, will I ever watch doing. The Mandalorian? Should I watch The Mandalorian? Is it that good? Do I care about spoilers for um, The Mandalorian? I, I don't know. Dude, I mean, it's not even a huge spoiler. Didn't you, didn't you, uh, you didn't watch the first season of The Mandalorian? No. So I watched like the first four episodes, and then I just stopped. Yeah, I just fell off. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the first four episodes and then didn't give a shit, you'll probably never watch it again. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe someday. I, I did like it. I just like, I, I think I like one, like, I, I go through phases and then I'll, I'll like binge watch a bunch of TV shows at a time. Yeah. So, I think I might pick it back up when I go through one of those phases yeah. down the, down the yeah. road. I, I, I get it, though. I mean, you're just not really a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Uh. A casual Star Wars fan. Yeah. I would classify myself as more of a Jar Jar fan than a Star Wars fan. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't even know what to do with you, honestly. I'm just being honest. I'm just keeping it 100. You're keeping it what? <laughs> keeping it hundred. You know, I've I've heard you say not often, but consistently <laughs> over time, the word flabbergasted here and there. Yes. Let me tell you, I've never heard you say I'm keeping it hundred. <laughs> so I feel like maybe you're trying to like try something out and it's it's not it's not going over well. Is all I'm going to say. Okay, we'll let the audience decide. We will. I'm expecting a flood of emails. All right, so we'll say this. 
if you don't like me saying that I'm keeping it 100, then please email us at dunedudespod at gmail.com and state your your uh your opinion if i if i receive no emails then i'll just assume that what i'm doing is 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 favorable and people like it and i'll keep on doing it all right we'll see that's concerning but okay (laughs) (laughs) all right but emails are always open you can always keep it 100 with us (laughs) that's all right it's not how you say it okay um there's a couple things that crop up in this chapter. Okay, so so Lido has this vision of being in Jackaroo 2. He mentions, like, oh, I'm starting to, like, see things in the future. I don't like what I'm going to do. For the first time ever, I feel like I can relate to our dad. Like, which I think is an interesting line. It, I, I think it really calls back to all the shit in Messiah where... Um, just that that feeling of like prophetic inevitability whether or not it's like true but just you know having that that vision and being like well shit like it's going to happen you know not so much like what can i do but more like you know now i have to like live with that knowledge that i'm like waiting for it to occur um and he also has, like, this whole fucking thing. I mean, we don't have to talk about it too much, because if you don't remember that well, then I don't know what this conversation will be like. But I, I, I wanted to talk this over with you, because he, he mentions this shit about the sand trout. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so um, basically, the sand trout are precursors to the sand worm. And as, right. and as Arrakis gets... Um, you know, uh, greenery and more water spreads over the planet. Uh, it is, it is kind of, um, uh, pushing away the sand trout, which means eventually it'll also push away the sand worms. Okay. That's, that's what I got out of it too. So that is, uh, but no, I mean, th- that, a that's a passage. Me, that's a passage that I had to read a few times. Cause I, I did not, I did not, uh, uh, really understand what was being said or. Yeah. Initially. Well, it, it wasn't, I, I, I didn't feel like it was super clear that the sand trap. Whoops. Fucking hell. Whatever. We're, uh, I mean, th- I guess that that's just like, um just one of the stages in the life cycle of the worm like as it's growing like what i kind of think is that the people on arrakis or the fremen specifically like think that the sand trout is another creature yeah like they don't realize that it's like a young sand worm or like part of or like on the evolutionary growth chain of uh sandworm because like the the, what what he says though too is that um sandworms like are not from arrakis like they're they're they're, they have not always lived on arrakis and the and arrakis itself was not always a desert like it it had water before right but but, um they the sand trout were brought over here from a different planet and that's kind of how we got to where we are um on arrakis i guess i guess i just don't i i mean so 
I feel like the sand trout is the sandworm and like they don't realize it because otherwise I don't understand why the sand trout like all the sand trout dying means there's no sandworms like I don't get the relationship exactly yeah I mean the 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 impression I got was that they're just like you know it's like um Neanderthals to us or or something it's their previous maybe evolutionary form um yeah, but it's uh, again, it's not very clear. I don't think they're just baby sandworms, you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the Fremen recognize like, like baby sandworms because that's what they would keep. They would keep the small sandworms, and that's how they got the fucking orgy water. Yes. So, right, they're not stupid. I, I don't fully get it. But Ganema and Leto are worried that the Fremen aren't going to, like, the, heed their call. They're not going to realize that, uh... I mean, I guess it doesn't... I guess, in a way, it's, like, neither here nor there. And if it is important, I'm sure they'll explain it more clearly as the book goes on. Seems like, really, what we need to know is that the terraforming of Arrakis is jeopardizing what we know as, like, the desert ecosystem... And that if it continues on its present course, that there will be no more spice and no more sandworms. Which so. presumably was was never in Paul's vision, or maybe it was, but didn't seem important at the time. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because you would think Paul would be like, oh, no sandworms yeah. Oh, last bite. <laughs> you know, I mean, like... he d- he did make a point to make it clear that there will always be s- large swaths of desert on Arrakis for that reason. But, right. but you think he would have brought up like, oh shit, there's a possible future here where there is no sandworms or spice on Arrakis, and that's bad. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I would really give him that much credit because he he, he seemed to like to keep a lot of things to himself. So. Yeah, even to the reader. Indeed. Um, all right. Is there anything else you want to mention about this chapter? If you um, yeah. Anything, you or... know, so so as as you bring the, these things up, they I, like they come back fully to me. You know, that's just how my brain works. I just sure, sure, sure. It's all like locked in a in a compartment that only you have the key to. Wow. So, um, no, but uh, I, I, I just yeah. think uh, him, him playing the ballast that was really cool. It was, it was, uh, especially, you know, I like he, he mentions that it makes him feel like closer to Gurney. Yeah. Like, it seems like part of what made him want to learn the ballast or like part of what is soothing about the ballast is it's it's linked to all those memories that are his father's. Yep. You know. Yep. It it feels like how it f- would feel to Paul, which is which is really crazy. Yeah. It is uh sometimes I feel like I have to like keep straight how the memories work for these characters because um in the the chapter where Ganema and Jessica talk. Frank Herbert makes a point to write that uh, when Ganema remembers 
the memory of Paul putting his hand in the pain box. Yes. He writes that in Ganima's memory, it's her hand. Mm-hmm. Like she recognizes obviously that the memory is Paul's, but yeah. to her, when she recollects, it feels like the she's memory. There. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like watching someone else's memory, her memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. And then sometimes I get confused. Like what, what's the cutoff point? Like how many memories do they have? How does it even all like link? I mean, it's just like the, the, the Atreides ancestry. I, think I it's guess. A, I think it's a very fluid thing. Like, I think it's, um, right. Uh, I don't think there's like necessarily hard rules to it, you know, to, to when no. you feel your ancestral, uh, race memory and when you feel like yourself i don't think i think it just kind of comes and goes yeah huh well anyways um i agree about the uh the balisette i like that as a recurring instrument and it it uh is a is a good use of leto's relation to his own memory soup that yeah his brain um okay next one let's do it up all right so oh i guess the last thing about the chapter is just it ends on like uh this this looming fear of uh of them becoming abominations particularly leto you know, there's this fear that he's like splitting away and that because he's having these prophetic visions that that leads to becoming an abomination like a Yeah. Um, and, you know, there there is this sad feeling of disconnect between the, tw- the twins. That is, uh, you know, this that's the, the first time they've felt that apart from each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's I think uh, a very well done chapter. I liked it. Definitely makes made, made me feel good about Leto and Ganema as uh what what feel like the central characters here. Yeah, you know that the the story is now revolving around. Um. So, yeah, very cool. All right. Um. Next is the shortest chapter in all of the the Dune series so far. It's not even two full pages mm-hmm. um it's gurney halleck's report to jessica and gurney halleck is talking with his fingers you love this time. shit he's, yeah reading this i was like connor's gonna well love this yeah chapter. i know there's so, so much of this shit <laughs> uh, the finger thing isn't that weird they they do say very <laughs> specific things to each other but i mean i don't know sign language it's so consistent at least you can give yeah no i mean it's um, I, I I don't think it was bad. Honestly, I just wanted to bring it up, just be a fucking stickler. <laughs> um, seems like the 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 big things are just that. Oh, so from the people that were taken from the crowd when Jessica landed. That, that Gurney has captured. They were Aaliyah's men. 
according to them, it sounds like, that, that, that they were conspiring with and working for Aaliyah against Jessica. That's what they say. And... Um... And... Of those people interrogated under truth drugs and shit, they would say the name Jackaroo 2 of this mythical city. And when they said it, they were conditioned to die. It was like a code word for them. If they say yep. the word, then they die. So they would just say like, Jackaroo 2, and then fucking die. Yep. So, uh, you know, obviously... I don't want to say like convenient, like I, again, in this universe, like we also know that that's a thing. So like, why wouldn't you? But obviously, uh, kind of keeping that, that suspense and mystery going here. Um, cool to see Gurney more, but doesn't have a lot to do. They kind of just talk and do their thing. Yeah, I, I hope we get more Gurney. Uh, later on in the book, and I do really uh, hope for a steamy sex scene between him and Jessica. You know, um, I think uh, the uh, the odds of that are like far from zero. You know, <laughs> it's true. They're they're not bad. Um, I don't really know how steamy of a sex scene Frank Herbert would be capable of writing. I I get the feeling that it would be kind of awkward. But, uh, but hey, you know, maybe not. I don't know. I'd be confused. And then it would end so abruptly. I'd be like, what? That was it? <laughs> oh, <So>. my God. <laughs> I wouldn't really know what's going on. There, and then... What would happen is, is there would be a lot of build up, a lot of foreplay. And right. then Gurney would just come in two seconds. Yep. Yeah. Just yeah. like all of Frank Herbert's other resolutions. Yeah, no, that's exactly... That's why they call it a climax it's in true. literature. It's true. So. Um, all right. Um, word. I think the only other thing is... Uh, fuck, what was I going to say about this? You got me all confused with Gurney's climax. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, right. Uh, Jessica wants Gurney to get back in touch with his old buddies, the smugglers, because yes. if Jackaroo 2 does exist, they believe the only way they could support themselves is through the spice trade, mm -hmm. and that the only people they would be secretly selling spice to are smugglers. Yes. So, so I think that's a, probably a good sign we will get some more gurney, that we'll probably have some smuggler shit. We might see the return of Tuek. Yeah, yeah, possibly. So if he's not dead, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, right, at this point, who knows? But he could be around. Um anything else he's, you want to mention probably, there? I mean, Maybe about like that, that would be interesting load. I'm just saying that that would be interesting because of uh um how how much he hated the Harkonnens, right? Didn't they uh like kill his father or something? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, um, during the the raid on 
the Eric Keen mansion. Yeah. We yeah. see his, his, his dead body. And we were like, oh, shit, we thought he might be cool. And then he died. And then it turns out we meet his son. So Yeah. It would be interesting to see his perspective on the, the rise of Muad'Dib. The rise and fall of Muad'Dib. Right. Yeah. And yeah. kind of like what that did for the, uh, it, you know, did did the instability help the smugglers yeah. hinder, hinder them? You know, were they happier under? Yeah, because because that's really kind of a different. Rule. That's like a different perspective than than the, your typical fremen. You know, uh, so it would be right. You know, interesting to see what an outsider would kind of think of of all that has transpired since uh, since the Harkonnen rule of Arrakis. I think so too. Might be cool to get. We shall see. Um, all right, third chapter here. It is. It is a a small little uh, chapter about the preacher. Oh we boy, get a chapter focusing on focusing on. The preacher. The preacher. That's the only. That's the only name he goes by. It's the only name. It's the only name he gives himself. Yep, yeah, he's he's the preacher. That's it. That's the end of that. Um. So, I was surprised at the beginning of this chapter because when I realized it was talking about the preacher, I was like, "Oh, so we're gonna get like." preacher chapters and like now because we're getting like i'm gonna learn whether or not he's really paul you know and and then uh you know that's not what happens it it (laughs) ends just as just as uh secretive as as it started which i'd say is pretty cool you know i i would think that to have i mean it's again it's like four pages it's a super small chapter um but still, to give us something from his perspective, regardless of how brief it was, um, I think it was a cool move. Um, so he is—he uh, does have no eyes. He does have no eyes. He—he <laughs> he has horrible black burnt sockets. Whereas eyes like be. sounds like somebody I used to know. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Gautier. <laughs> um So right, that's all there. He's traveling with a a small Fremen lad who who leads him around because yeah. he's like blind blind. He's he's you know? actually blind. Yep. Um which right, doesn't doesn't tell us much. Could still definitely be Paul, but it kind of mentions like the first time he really um, gains traction in the in the minds of uh, Arrakis, and he he goes to the temple of Aaliyah, I think it is, and yep. you know, kind of looks around him, quote unquote, because again, the sockets, <laughs> um, and kind of sees this. This scene of uh, uh, revelry, you know, kind of like hedonism, you know, it's yeah. people just uh, people who who are 
walking on the path of Muad'Dib, but with none of the reverence, none of the respects. You know, it's been commodified and, and changed into something that does no longer resemble the uh, the core tenets of, of what it means to to live in service of the great messiah Muad'Dib of Arrakis. He's kind of offended. He goes I don't know off. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he takes out a mummified hand from the desert. Savage. Yeah. And he's like, you guys suck. And <laughs> I'm going to keep a hundred with you. <laughs> he does say that. Uh, you know, and then he calls everyone out. And so of course everyone's like, oh, you must be Muad'Dib. And it's like, oh, you know? Um, you know, these people are just, but it's, it's at that point when he, yeah, it's at that point when he shows them the hand. And so it's like, well, oh, and he says like that, what he, he, uh, I don't know, something about the hand of God or something. And right. I I speak for the hand of God. It's, it's it's implied that that's Muad'Dib's hand. That's what kind of throws them, it says throws them off the the scent. Yeah. But there's yeah. also a part where he possible. He, there, there, there's also a part where he seems to have used the voice. Yeah, right. People are are terrified of of his voice. He has some kind of training. Yeah, so it's it's unclear. But this is kind of the the beginning of his own legend as the preacher, whoever yeah. this this person is. Yeah, and um, honestly, I I don't I I don't know if it was. Um, or can't remember if if it was oh you're not respecting the the uh, sanctity of Muad'Dib or if it's just like a full sale a wholesale rejection of the whole Muad'Dib uh, path in that um, kind of uh, which would make sense I think if yeah. it is who we think it is. Well, it depends on if you think it is who you think it is. <laughs> True. Do you think it is? Um. Yes, I do. <laughs> wow, really? I don't. You don't? I don't. You you think we're being thrown off? I I think we are. Yes. Um I I do not I do not think it's Paul. Um, I, I really do feel like, I don't know. The more I think about it, like I, I think Paul is dead. I feel like once you have that ending at the end of Messiah, um, I mean, we'll, we'll see, but, but my thought, my gut reaction is like, I, I, th- I feel like it would be a mistake to bring him back. I think that having him out of the picture creates so much more room for the story to 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 morph and grow in the ways that it's doing now. And I, I like this idea of his his shadow still still hanging over everything, and that that uh, you know a mysterious character such as this 
brings up these thoughts of like, oh, is it Paul? And not only, you know, the reader, but but the characters of the universe itself. Um, but I, I think it's in service to something more than just building up a reveal of being like, oh, yes, it really is him. Yeah, I, I think, think it is going to. I think it would be really cool to, if to they did. Somehow. Yeah, if, if they did not reveal it, if it was kind of left as a mystery, I would. I, I would enjoy that. I, I, I like when things are not, you know, all uh, revealed and and the mystery is, is you know, solved entirely. Um, the biggest reason why I do think it is Paul is because I just feel like Leto and Ganema would not be like, oh, is that our dad? They wouldn't have that feeling yeah. if it actually was, since they're connected to him. I don't think that they would have that inkling. If it, if if it, right. if it actually wasn't, you know, because yeah, the, like there could be a blind guy, a, a, a blind Fremen, you know, maybe he had the same, uh, he, he maybe he was there when the stone burner went off, or something, and he could like he very well could just be some other weird blind Fremen that is making his rounds, um, but why would he have a connection to Toledo and Ganema? Yeah, so that's. I mean, unless unless Leto and Ganema, even though they are uh, conduits of all this power, um, you know, maybe it is important to also keep in mind that some aspects of them are still children. You know, yeah, that's and it, it could true be too. that they're they're using this godlike power and and focusing it on you know just wishing. That they knew their dad. Daddy, daddy back. Yeah, I think that that's a that's was that a possibility. was that supposed to be Lido or Ganema? That impression um, just now. Lido, definitely. Okay, cool. That's that's how I imagine him talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I I, I do agree that I think it, it it will be cool to leave it as a mystery, but um, right now I do feel like it is Paul. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I'm actually even leaning more towards like, I don't think it'll be left as a mystery. I think the mystery will be revealed and I think it will just not be Paul. Mm. But I think we'll have an answer by the end of the book as to who this character is. I I, I hope we don't. That's that's what I think. And then so, I want... Um, no, I, I think I'd be happy with that too. I'd be happy with it to be open-ended. And then I want uh, it to end with um, the preacher, like, you know, they're, they're like, oh, so you're so so you're not Muad'Dib? And then he doesn't say, you know, doesn't say anything, but he winks and then walks away <laughs> <laughs> into the sunset. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. Chapter four. Ooh, this was an interesting one. Okay, um, we're introduced to some new characters here too. This is the chapter with um, the princess Carino, daughter of the emperor. Um, her name's like Wensia, when Wensisha or something. Yeah. When, uh, I don't know. When Aroland's Wensisha, sister. I think. Yes, 
Yes. Um, and she's talking with uh, her Sadakar commander. Or whatever. Commander. Um, how would, yeah. how, I don't know. How would you say this guy's name? I do forget. you do you remember this guy's name? Do you know how you would say it? Spell it for me. I'm gonna spell it to you. Okay, because she says it a lot, and um, okay. Oh, whoops! I just went to the wrong. Uh, okay, here we fucking go. T Y E K A N I K. Tiankonki. T Y E. Tiankonki. No. <laughs> you know, it might just be tough to have it spelt for you. <laughs> okay, so just real quick. My first thought was saying this guy's name like Titanic. Uh-huh. Like, ti- like Titanic with a K. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. So I've been saying Tychonic. Okay, but uh, I still think it's a weird. I think name. I think Tychonic is Tychonic. I think is is closer to how I was pronouncing it in my head too. Um, Are you sure? Because the way because the way you just said you were pronouncing it was like no 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 no. Now I think it's now I do think it's Tiechnic, 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 Tiechnic. Let me see. Tiech. I guess I could see Tiech Tiechnic. Instead of the Tychonic. Tech deck. I'm going to say tech, yeah. <laughs> right on. Sick. Sick flips, bro. Anyways. Um, so this this is the chapter. The two of them are watching the uh, guy with the tigers on a, on a viewing screen. And we're not talking about the Tiger King. Joe Exotic. No. Not today. No. No, um, no one's no one's talking about him. That was a flash in the pan moment in time. We many, are many moons ago. Beyond, we are beyond it. We are beyond it. it. Feels like forever. It does. Wild to think that that was like two weeks ago. April. <laughs> no, fuck <laughs> off. Um, yeah, no. Until Tiger King season two inevitably comes out. Yes. Uh. We we are over it. We are over it until next pandemic. Yep. So two two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So we 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 got this chapter from the first five where the the guys leading the tigers and shit. Yep. Um. And so now we have the people observing him. It's the princess and, and Nick. Yeah. Titanic. And they're, you know, they're pretty much just discussing their evil, sinister plans to like like most of the bad guys in these books, they they tell you their entire plan. Uh yes. In <laughs> in the beginning. Yes. I I like it. I you do know, too. Uh, I, okay, so I'm I'm starting to kind of uh really fall for Frank Herbert's um you know uh little um, idiosyncrasies and and his 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 habits. Uh, yeah, because it's 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 different. I I don't know. It doesn't feel like he's 
trying to I don't know to write like anybody but himself, you know, which is refreshing, I guess. Yeah, I think so too. He he does have a distinct style, um, and and all of these books have have felt like they're coming from the same author, even if the you know I don't want to say like it's been none of it's been bad. I don't think, but he, I I do feel like there's the the quality fluctuates even within the first book. You know, yeah. we don't have to harp on that, but I think it's like the weird out there things that that don't always land that make the weird out there things that do land like that much more special and uh and and cool to see um man you know i've been meaning to say this but like i i i would love to have like a counter to find out here's the line that every time i read it i'm like oh boy this is such a frank herbert line (laughs) because he's never changed it Uh they're like they tried to swallow in a throat suddenly dry. Like, I swear, <laughs> even in the first Dune book, he says it like 10 times. And then he <laughs> says it in Dune Messiah. It's like, honestly, a lot. Like, he says it a lot. And it's like, come up with something new. But I also, did not pick up on that, but I believe you. Dude, I am fucking telling you. <laughs> if you look for it, I promise you. You won't have to look for it. It'll come to you. Okay. So. <laughs> I'll find it in the next book yeah um anyways <laughs> yes so the, the the bad guys do pretty much just discuss their their plan um and you know i i actually love the plan the plan if you can believe it we already got this chapter of uh these tigers just like eating uh just these these two fucking kids that look the kind plan, of like like uh, right. the atreides twins the plan is to just like put these two fucking tigers on a spaceship, <laughs> launch it into fucking Arrakis, and ha- just have the tigers eat the kids. Like, yeah, it's um, and then, I think it's kind of hilarious. Then, of course, what'll happen is is her son will will be the the, the next uh, <laughs> heir to the throne because that's how that works. Right. They it's funny because the the princess talks about it with the starter car and she's like, "Uh, do you think um this plan is like gonna work?" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, uh you know, we got our like best tigers on it." So, yeah. I yeah. His um, well, his his whole rapport with her is great cuz he's uh, you know, he's kind of this um like he he kind of knows she's full of shit yeah and but also knows that that she has him by the gonads yeah the the cojones cojones, as they say yes um so yeah it's kind of a uh, an interesting dynamic where where he's kind of i mean he's yeah he uh he's he's like very much part of the old guard you know like seems like a very staunch military man who was you know he's part of the old regime and now you have like this kind of this this younger less experienced princess kind of doing things her own way and i think he's a little dismissive yeah of her but but has to accept her leadership or else you know probably fucking die um she doesn't seem to worried about yeah yeah um 
So, I don't know. I just think it's funny because, like, we've seen, you know, like, the hunter-seeker shit. And we know, like, the technology that's available to them. For, and, like, this plan is just, like, send out the tigers. Yeah. I mean, it's, honestly, it's, it's you know, back to basics, baby. I think that might be the way. Might be the way yeah. to get things done. They're obviously, like, techno tigers. So, uh, it's it's still sci-fi and cool. Yeah. Um, we do learn in this chapter that... Uh, the kids who were eaten in the previous chapter, we were like, oh, are they clones? Are they? Yep. They, they are just just some random fucking children yeah. that uh, oh, just look enough like them. It, so they've been doing this for a long time, just like finding kids yeah. that look like them. And they've, yeah. they've like made tons of like clothing that like is, is meant to fit the kids with like the Atreides yes. logo yes. on it. And and uh yeah, and so they discuss sending sending them to the kids just as a yeah as, they're gonna send to them as a gift yes yeah um to kind of get in their good graces before they send the tigers in to kill them right it's like it's just funny it's just like their bulk yeah shit it's just e- extra shit they're like just give it to them we have no <laughs> use for yeah we, we we have no use for these anymore because we've killed enough kids to 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 get yeah. a good feeling that this is gonna work so. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I mean it does see like it's not I don't know if it's obvious but it does feel like they're coming from a place of desperation which I mean they're on a fucking prison planet so of course they are you know they're they're yeah. they're banished essentially but um uh yeah so it it'll be interesting just just to see like what kind of resources they actually have to pull this off yeah true yeah I mean um I have a feeling that they're not going to talk about it. But, you know, especially in the first book, talk of, like, the cost of space travel and shit. Anytime, like, anyone had to get something anywhere, seemed like it was a big deal to yeah. go through the, the spacing guild or whatever. So to, like, send two tigers, although they kind of, I think they say they have their own transport because the princess pretty much says once the tigers are transported, kill the pilot, too. Yeah. So they might have, like, their own thing doesn't matter um yeah yeah we we definitely will see what happens and the princess does talk a bit about like so even if we kill the kids like does that mean that you know my kid is gonna be emperor and the sadhakar says um you know that that the Chome Company and the Landsrat are just going to follow the money, so they'll yeah, fall in line. Yeah, yeah. it's the but, time that you have to convince, right? And so, so the princess says that she wants Tychonic to to follow the religion of Muad'Dib because it, it sounds like the princess's son. Is is very influenced by yeah. this Sadakar. You know, seems that he probably looks up to him, and yep. so she seems to think if she can get Tychonic to to be a devout follower of Muad'Dib, that her son will follow, and that's how they're planning on winning the Fremen vote, yep, as they say. Yeah, yep. he can be the next Muad'Dib. Um, yeah, so I I don't know. That'll mm-hmm. be uh, 
that I, it's that's interesting. Interesting plan. It it it, it might be yeah. funny to watch a tech deck, you know, pretend to <laughs> <laughs> pretend to be a uh, devout follower of uh of of our boy uh uh well P Dib the preacher I was gonna say, but you know, I don't know. Mr. Pib? Oh, okay. Right. Pa Norton. TB. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll see. I, I do like this like uh princess Tychonic kinda dynamic, like you said. And the plan is a bit more than just like send tigers. Yeah. But uh so overall I think this chapter was was really good. Um I like the the villain perspective. I like seeing this plan. Um, I have a feeling that the, the tigers, I think this trap is going to get sprung pretty early, you know, um, it, the way that it's set up, you know, it doesn't feel like in the last 50 pages, the tigers are going to show up. Like, I think this is imminent and something's going to go wrong. Yeah. I think um, so. and then we'll kind of just see what happens there. Oh, oh, wait, but... wait, 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 um, Forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't think I am, but don't don't they mention that they are working with Javid? Yes, 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 yes. That's yeah, so, a good thing to bring up. Yeah. So thank so you. That's, that's you are definitely. getting back. You are getting back in my good graces. A little oh, bit, hey, I, have well, to say. I I can. I only think the hope. ice is solidifying just a little okay. bit. All right. Well, I can only hope that it will be a very cold winter. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um kind of raises some questions as to you know like jessica obviously knows that um she she sees certain things about javid like oh um i, I kind of forget like she thinks that uh he he can be manipulated against Aaliyah. yeah i i i think you know she- I think she calls him like a business-minded person, and he he, he goes right. where the money is, you know. So, right, right. Uh, or so, where, or where he can get the best deal, you know. He his his allegiance does not lie with a per like anybody but himself, uh, I guess maybe. Um, right. Yeah. So, well, I I got the impression. I I I mean, not everything is always spelled out. So who knows? But nothing in uh, Jessica's like inner monologue from any of the chapters we've read, either when she first meets Javid or when she talks to Ganima in the next and final chapter of this section. Do, do I get the impression that she knows that um, that Javid is, you know, w- working with fucking uh? The former ruling family, the Carino. Um Like, she knows something's up with him, but she, she doesn't say to us, the audience specifically, you know, like, no, this no, is what's hasn't. up. And no. now that we know, now that we know that Javid is in that position, maybe she will, you know, like, I, I kind of like to think that, um, I mean, certainly she's not, like, a god either, so... It's not that uh, it'd be weird for her to not know, but obviously she knows something's up. I'm I'm just wondering where that's going. It's the whole like how much of the full picture does anyone have? I guess I know, I know. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's obvious that she does not know the full picture, but she kind of, I mean, she can sense that something is up, but she doesn't have it all pieced together yet. Word. Okay. Anything else you want to mention before we do this uh, last bit? Oh, just that the um the, the tiger uh, trainer was killed. Uh, yes. It's a brutal scene. Yeah, just to yeah. Uh, ju- ju- just to intimidate Tech Deck. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she mentions that they they need to pay attention to hey, details. Yes, I think you're off mute. Um, I don't I don't know what you mean. I've I've been muted. So if, if you have to change anything on your end, that's fine. No, I was just, I was just joking. I was, just, I was making a joke. It's all good. I didn't. I, I didn't oh, okay. accidentally unplug my headphones or anything. Yeah, that was a good bit. Just making a joke. Um, big on jokes over here. Nice. This house, big joke nice. boy. Jokester, jokester. She call you the Joker. Why so serious? <laughs> you know. Nice, nice, nice. All right, let's wrap this shit up. All right, one last chapter. Um. Okay, so this is where um. Girls talk. Ganima and Jessica have a a secret private meeting. Girls with talk. Another. No boys allowed. Yeah, Connor. It's girl talk. Thank you. <laughs> um or as i like to call it do debt discussion hell yeah we love to hear it but but again uh t- but again dude is not a gendered term so do debt is superfluous we should retire it um well yeah i mean we should retire dude too but that's our that's our been our podcast name we could we could well you know it's neither here nor there <laughs> Hey, uh, I, anybody can be a dude. Anybody can be a dudette. It doesn't matter what your gender is or what, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, you know, I'm just trying to open the term up. We chose right, it. We chose exactly. the name because it's a catchy name. Yeah. It's just, it's you know, what's, what's funny about it too? Better than I don't know Gaja how much Bar. you thought about this, but it's only, <laughs> yeah, I know that one fucking sucks. So stupid. Folio um, bros. Yeah, thank you. I was like, what was that other one? <laughs> that really that really feels like like the the dark cousin of it dude dudes, does. the folio yes. bros. Oh my god. Man. How some people are just so bad at coming up with Terrible, names. Terrible, absolutely. Bomb. You know. Man. But um did you know that between dune, the word dune and dude, there's only one letter difference. You just change one letter. Did you know that? Um, yes, I did know that actually. But did you know that that uh, there's the same amount of letters in both words in dude and dune, but there is one more letter in dune than there is in dude. Wait, did you just say? <laughs> did, did you just say that? 
Dune and Dude have the same number of letters, but there's one more letter in Dune than there is in Dude? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay, so I did hear you right. Because yes. you... <laughs> Because it was wrong what you said. <laughs> you, it's, you not, just, it's not wrong. Are you trying to say there's there's one more letter in dudes than there is in Dune? No, 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 said, no, 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 no. There's there is one. There, so Dune and Dude have the same number of letters of characters. Oh, but there's but one the more D letter is used twice. Exactly. I see what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. I know. Mind blown. I'm not happy about how you phrased that because I feel like you <laughs> you made me look like I didn't know. You know, like I, I, I feel like you that was kind of like a god. You didn't, you didn't know. Well, no, but I, I just feel like it was the way you phrased it. Like I feel like it was like a gotcha moment. Okay. You did like a gotcha. Mm, I did I did get you. Well, you were you were doing a gotcha is the thing. I mean, yeah. if you get someone on a gotcha, <laughs> that's not something to be proud of hey if the boot fits you know anyone can any anyone anyone can break into someone's house and and catch catch them with their pants down you know oh uh, yeah i guess so but it, but it doesn't mean you should have your pants on all the time you know <laughs> are you so, saying your pants are off right now there's no way for you to know uh yeah it's it's true unless i come over there and catch you with them down yeah, well, you're Barge not gonna get me. You're not. You're not gonna get me this time. I might get you. All right, man. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. Back to, what a... back to girls talk. Thank you. Dudette discussion. Yes. On this episode of Dune Dudes. Um. So. This was another good one. Um, I really love the whole, um, the contrast here. I mean, you know, Jessica's not described as like old, not, not that, I mean, like certainly she's older now, but she's not like ancient or decrepit by any means, but, no. um, you know, it's this older woman talking with a child, but their, their intellects are evenly matched yes even just like overlapping bleed into each other you know um and jessica as we know to be this master of the the b'nai gesserit teachings um of being able to control her emotions and this and that uh you know she makes a point to deliberately let down that guard but there's there's moments where she's also um shocked into emotion despite i think you know d despite her ability to control it she's, yeah she's so shocked that uh it's not it's not just that like oh she let her guard down i mean she's like sh shaken shooken yeah because because i mean it, it it had to be down because ganima would know anyways <coughs> right it, it, it was pointless <coughs> right. to like to even try because ganima knows her so well already that that she would yes be able to tell that she was having trouble but it is this. it is framed as a as this like <clears throat> sorry swallowing in a throat suddenly dry <sighs> 
Um, it is framed as this gesture of of love and trust, you know. Yeah. In this like split second, these super space brain goddesses uh, are are able to wordlessly understand that what Jessica's doing indicates such a a gesture of trust that um that Ganima's like wow you really do love me like yeah shit. yeah i mean you know she she even says that or uh jessica says that the only person or the last person she let her shield down for was the duke leto yes yep before his passing uh hey you know what's funny too i never realized this but the word dune and the word duke mm. one letter difference wow you're right and also um and also uh <laughs> yes <laughs> what is it if you sw- you you can you can swap one letter from each word to to make the uh the same letter the same word <laughs> just in a different yeah, order yeah yeah so so if, if you wrote down dune and then duke on a page and you swapped the k and yeah, yeah, the yeah. n from from du- duke and dune then it would say dune yeah. duke <laughs> Man, we could have been uh, Dune Dukes we, instead of Dune Dudes. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't know. We didn't. Know? We didn't. Um, but yes, at any rate, the the Duke was the last person she let down her guard for in this way. Yes, so. Um, I do appreciate them them talking about about you know their love for each other as as grandmother and granddaughter. I think that's very sweet and. Uh, I thought so too. Kind of surprising. Yeah, it's for for as many relationships as there are familial relationships or um you know, partner relationships. Uh I don't know. It's not that people don't say that they love each other, but like sometimes I think I think by the nature of the roles that these these characters are forced to play, you know, um, as rulers, as leaders, as influencers, as gods, mm-hmm. that um, there's not a lot of room in their lives to have these smaller, intimate moments, you know, yeah. that they, they don't have that luxury. And so it is nice that these characters do have this moment together still, however Absolutely. brief. Yeah, and however wordless, um, yeah, it was a good thing to add, for sure. Um, and I, I think you know says a lot and does a lot to put our minds at ease in some ways about like, oh, what's up with Jessica? But then you're like, oh, you know, oh, they love each other. That's sweet. You know, Jessica must have their best interests at heart. But then immediately too, Ganem is like, but stop. Mm-hmm. Because I also know that you're fucking here to maybe I don't know kill my brother or yeah. <laughs> like you know we're we're worried about my brother yeah. becoming an abomination. Yep. Um, she knows that right away. 
And she's right. And uh, right, she is. And that's that's why Jessica is talking to Ganema separately because she she sees that in Lido and um, is right. uh, you know afraid he's too far gone. Yes. Um, but it also seems like so. Not only does Ganema also like recognize this like i think she also harbors this fear now as she she sees her her brother you know tell her more about these visions she's having he's having rather um so i I think that she has a concern too and also leto himself i think ganima says that it's not that like leto was like oh outsmarted and jessica and ganima connive behind Leto's back like I think Leto's also fully aware of this mm. and really the people they need to plot around are like all the the attendants and the staff and the this and that like yeah and Stilgar I'm sure for god fucking sake like Stilgar um but I, I think Leto's on the up and up too that they're having this meeting um yeah I mean, I, he, I, I he's also imagine. worried yeah I believe and I mean the the interesting thing is that you know um Ganima says or claims to think that he's not too far gone yet. There's, I guess, there's like this threshold that he hasn't crossed, or because he hasn't had right. the spice overdose, they've they've been kind of um, consciously avoiding that, you know. Right. Um, and Jessica is is kind of you know relieved to hear that, but still intends to follow her plan and I don't know use Leto for some sort of Bene Gesserit purpose. Yes. Um, not super clear. <laughs> Obviously, it shouldn't be at this point. Um, but yeah, the last line of the chapter is Leto must be separated from his sister, must be trained as the sisterhood insisted. Hmm. So. You know, there's that rumor from before, like, is Jessica back in the B'nai Gesserit? And, like, reading that line, it feels like it's concrete. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's that simple either. I don't think she's just turned around and rejoined the B'nai Gesserit or... If she has, I think she has her own personal motives. You know, I, I don't I think agree. she's just. Uh, yeah, there, there's got to be good reasons for it. Whatever you know, whatever it is. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I was very, very, I still am very concerned. I, I don't like. I, I feel like I don't want anything bad to happen to Lido, but now I know that something probably right. will happen to him. Yeah, I agree. I don't want anything bad to happen to him either. Um. I don't know. I maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm getting swept up in like what the book's telling me, but I feel like that Jessica does have their best interests at heart and that Aaliyah is the one to be concerned about. But as I'm saying this out loud, as we're talking about it, I, I am now wondering, have I been duped, you know? And could it be that Jessica really is the 
the true villain of this story now. Mm. And Aaliyah, you know, maybe she's just being told that she's fucking crazy. You yeah. know, if we listen to Jessica as an abomination, uh, you know, it, it could be that whether or not Aaliyah has changed due to the spice, you know, that maybe she is really the, the moral compass, you know, maybe Jessica is the one who has, uh, been, been, been turned is a yeah. sinister force. And we're just being told that Aaliyah is the one to watch out for when, when she might be the one who, who really has the twins interest in heart. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. I, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's yet to be revealed. It could go either way. Or both ways, you know, they could both be sinister in certain ways, but also be have have good reasons for doing what they're doing, you know. Um, but uh, regardless, it from from the way Jessica is talking and thinking, it seems like it's going to be an all-out war with Aaliyah. And yeah, I and yes, know, it's not going to be no. She also feels sad, you know, because she she does recognize too that she does still love her, and it's. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, that was sad too. It's tough. It is, but she she yeah. has to take her down. Well, according to her, she does like it. I, I, it's hard, you know. It feels like they, you know, I, ideally would would reconcile somehow, but mm. if what Jessica's saying is true, and if the fears of Lido and Ganima are are founded in truth too, and not just influenced by the Bene Gesserit. Um, you know, Aaliyah really might be possessed by some malevolent past. I, what I need to know, memory. what I want to know is what hate or Duncan Idaho thinks of all of this and what, yeah. cause you know, him being a, uh, you know, mentat, maybe he could have a more logical, idea of what is happening with Aaliyah. So I think getting his perspective uh, on, on yeah. what is what is changing in her would, would be very valuable for us. It would, but I, I think even beyond the Mentat perspective, he's a character who who has the very real perspective too of being more than one person in the same I body. I know, it's true. It's true. And he and and he's blinded by his love for her as well. So yeah, but I just mean, you know, all of Messiah, he's being told that he's uh, Duncan, and he insists that he's hate. Yeah. And then, I, you know, that, that flips. And, you know, similarly, what if Aaliyah's just being told now that she's an abomination? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that might be the way she's acting. and And she's not even conscious of it, just like the way that hates not conscious that inside of him really is Duncan. I mean, that's true to kill abomination. Aaliyah could be to kill, you know, nice little, awesome, super cool, amazing Aaliyah mm-hmm. that, yeah, which we, we know it is like, it, it, it would be that, but I mean like literally like in the, the dichotomy of it. Yeah. Like just, uh, activating that, sleeper cell inside of her and uh to see right. what she was yeah i don't know I it's don't know, juicy man. stuff it's juicy stuff yeah um all right anything else you want to mention 
Here um, are just, chapters. I will just say that in this conversation too, they did mention Paul. They did. They did mention the possibility. Oh, right, of him the preacher still being alive. Yeah. Right. Yes. Thank you <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. Even Jessica's not. Not. I think she's more skeptical. Yeah. Of it, she doesn't seem like. Uh, you know, she's like really. And Ganema is like, well, we haven't written it off. Let's say that, you know, yeah. it is a possibility. She could care less so. if, her, if her son was alive or, or dead. <laughs> I mean, he was alive for like 20 fucking years and yeah, she I just know. failed anyway. So, yeah. So, but I mean, it's, it, it's also interesting to me that she knows though, before even having to be told that it is a possibility. So I don't know. It's just uh, it's uh, it's 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 something. It's, there, 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 there is something there. There is some sort of connection there. What, what, what yes. it is, I don't know. The intrigue of it is uh, is interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I've, 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 I've got a picture. Actually, I think this is the picture that I'll post for the, uh, for the, the social media post for this episode. I've got a picture that I edited that I think is uh, uh, what I envisioned the preacher to look like. I'm gonna, I'll send it to you, and and you tell me what you think. Are you gonna do that now? No, no, no. Off, off the podcast. Oh, so so you're gonna tell me about it on the podcast? Yes. But then you're gonna leave everyone else in. You're so you're not gonna get my reaction. They'll probably see it first because it'll. I'm gonna post right. it on social media. Okay. Eventually. Um. As long as we're talking about things on the podcast that, that don't matter to anything else we've been talking about, we've mentioned the chapters are short. Yes. And we've been considering just reading more chapters in the one week period. I don't think we should. Cool. I was going to say I don't think we should either, but what okay. made you change your minds? <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think... Um... I, as, as people know, I've been just blasting through these, um, and you have not, you've been going at a more leisurely pace, which is, which is, that's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, some would say it's even better, but, um, so what I need to do, cause I really, I don't want to, I don't want to burn this out so fast. You know, I, I, I want to enjoy the ride. Um, so I, what I'm going to try to do is like read one chapter per day. Yeah. And even then, though in some cases that'll be two pages. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Even in some cases that it'll just be two pages. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's my goal. We'll see how it goes, but um, I'm I'm really gonna try and slow my roll a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we should just stick with it where we do five chapters, but if we both finish earlier, yeah. then we can just talk earlier. Yeah. But we'll we'll stick with the five. That sounds junk. Good. Yeah, I, I okay. I, I I do think seven would be maybe too much to cover in a an hour and a half podcast. Or I know, uh, honestly, so. I don't know how long this has been. I feel like I gotta speed this shit up. Maybe we should shoot for like hour, just an hour, and then just do a little yeah less on the the summarizing. I mean, we've I don't been know. we've been consistently consistently. No, I think I think an hour and a half is a very good length for a podcast and we've been like remarkably consistent in the light like we're we're always at an hour and a half like right now we're at an hour and 27 minutes um, yeah so I, I i i would say we we're doing fine on that 
on that um, aspect. All right, word. Um, let's see. Is there anything at all you want to mention about any any of the chapters we discussed, or uh, your thoughts on the future of this book? To um, to close out. No, I'm just anxious to start reading again. Uh, yeah, so you're ready for your one chapter, and then I'm ready just stop, for my right? one chapter. Yes, yeah. All right. Hopefully, it's a longer one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Cool. Do uh, do do the plugs. Do the plug. So you can email plug us. It up. Email us at doondudespod at gmail dot com. You can follow us at corrupt TV on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are available on all podcast platforms. Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe if you'd like. Leave us a little comment about how much you adore us. And uh, that's about it. Until next time. Keep it 100. Hell yeah. <laughs>